the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Grazie, 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 dai, Forza Ferrari. Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. Back after an unexpected week off. Uh, apologies for that, everybody. Uh, you know, scheduling being what it is and Veterans Day and all that good stuff. It was just a little difficult to put a show out. But we are back. And just in time for the very last race of the F1 season, it is the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Cody, we just said goodbye to one of our favorite racing seasons, and now here we are again saying goodbye to yet another racing season. But, uh, you know, this this offseason, a little bit longer than the, the NASCAR offseason, but um, still, there'll probably be plenty to talk about once this is all said and done too, right? Yeah, exactly. I, I think there's going to be, you know, sad to see another one come to an end. Unfortunately, that time of year where racing ends, but off seasons aren't too long for racing seasons uh, compared to the eight months you wait for NFL and other stuff. So that's good. Uh, yes, reluctantly, I told the army they could have you last week instead of the F1 gambling podcast. So uh, you had to do your duty, but uh, glad to have you back now. Yeah. Happy Veterans Day to you, by the way. Thank you very much. And, and to uh, you as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, ready to break down another good one. Uh, unfortunately, man, last one of the season. Things uh, things have been doing been doing pretty good these last couple of races we've had. This was one of the best races uh, that we've had, that we just had here in the the uh, Brazilian Grand Prix. So uh, sad, to, sad to see it coming to an end. You know, and what's crazy is that Brazil, the, the Brazilian Grand Prix pretty much taught us that anything is possible when Max Verstappen, uh, you know, does not do well. So I just, I, you know, for, for all the angles that were happening around that race, it was just so incredibly crazy. And, and look, this was another race in which the winner just kind of ran off with it. I mean, Russell was barely touched the entire race, but there was still so much going on. You know, so many things happening. So a couple of wrecks, uh, ill-timed collisions, just, yeah, so much action going on. And yet the winner was sailing away pretty much the whole time. Yeah, it's crazy because like when it's somebody besides Max, we don't look at it the same way as, you know, like it's like, oh, Max dominated. Another it's like, oh, George Russell got his first win. Like, oh, my goodness. Like he dominated in a way Max pretty much did the same, you know, where he ran away with it. They bunched up with the safety car, but perfect restart and ran right away with it again. And nobody ever really contested him all day. So, uh, yeah, but props to him on getting his first win, obviously. Um, he's man. I don't know if this is the coming out party for him or what, but. I mean, this is his first year in in really good equipment, obviously, making the switch over to Mercedes. 
18 top fives he's had this year. 18 top five finishes. Finally gets that first win. I mean, he's outperformed Lewis Hamilton all year. They both had very good seasons, yes. But again, this weekend, I mean, outraced him. He beat him. Lewis had a chance on the restart after the safety car. Lap 53, I think it was. Um, and he could he didn't have anything for, for Russell. Russell, I mean, executed the restart flawlessly, drove away, and, and wasn't to be contested. So, uh, yeah, props to him, and uh, congrats on getting that first win. I think that Russell uh, is, you know, I mean, obviously Lewis is going to be the big guy at Mercedes, you know, as long as he wants probably. And he's talked about coming back for multiple years. He's hoping, I believe his contract runs through next year, but he's mentioned he wants to come back plenty of years after that. But I mean, that could be a a dynamic duo there, or even you could see the, the shifting of the guard to George a little more as Lewis, you know, kind of falls into that veteran role maybe even. So be interesting to kind of watch that, that continue to go, but Man, George Russell's had a hell of a season, so it was it was awesome to see him get that first win and uh, and you know finally get 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 that first one out of the way, you know in racing in any facet of racing, the first one's almost the hardest one, and then they they come a lot easier once you can finally get over that get over that hump. And something is up with these Mercedes. Like all of a sudden they've come to life, and I'm I'm excited for it. Obviously. <laughs> spoiler alert in my bet you're going to hear a lot of, of that talk but uh you know to to be honest with you it was it was fun to watch and then of course to get the very first ever god save the king uh played at a, a grand prix yes. yes exactly yeah that's uh man the queen was around for so long <laughs> they had to dust off the god save the king stuff because uh boy <laughs> they were like, but yeah that, that was cool to see to see that for the first time Whereas obviously it's it's been the queen as long as we've all been alive. <laughs> so I, again, now one thing I do want to talk about in this opening segment is just how we are starting to see. I don't want to say the erosion of team play in sports uh, as far as uh, motorsports, <laughs> but look, the thing is, is that we've we've seen this in NASCAR too, especially this season, where teammates aren't necessarily playing on the same team anymore it's sort of a you gotta you gotta look out for yourself and nothing shows says that more than what happened in brazil with max verstappen and checo perez where red bull was saying the whole time to max max if you can't get around uh i can't remember who he was trying to get around at that point i think it might have been leclerc if you can't get around leclerc give up your spot let checo get there because checo needs the points more than you do to which max verstappen soundly said no don't ask me that again. You never asked yeah, me that again. Yeah, he was again. very adamant. Don't ever ask me to do that. And what's crazy is Checo gave up that spot to Matt. I mean, they arranged it that way. It's not like he caught him and he couldn't get like Max was had caught Checo and instead of racing him, they were going to let him you go, see if you can get some other spots. And then for him to just blatantly refuse it when he has literally nothing to race for. He already wrapped up the champion drivers championship. He wrapped up the constructors championship. There is not, you're not going to win this race. You're not going to get on the podium. I could see that being a little different, which we did see that with the Ferrari camp as well. Uh, but yeah, his just blatant refusal. And then Checo makes the comment after the race of, uh, if he's won two championships, it's because of me or something. Shake and uh, bake, baby. Like, shake and bake. Yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah. And then same thing in the Ferrari camp. I mean, Leclerc, the last couple of laps was just like, pleading with like please think about the points please just tell him to give me the spot which 
I think that's a little different when you're taking a podium away from somebody, you know, when you're seventh or eighth or whatever, Max and Checo were, it probably didn't really matter. You probably should have given them the spot, but you're trying to take away a podium from somebody who's raced all day and earned that. I think that is a different, but I mean, he was begging and pleading. I mean, it was like, you know, your kid hanging on your arm, just please daddy, please let me get this candy. And it was like, wow, man. Like, and they just didn't listen at all. And it was like, okay. But yeah, I mean, to your point, we saw that so much in NASCAR this season, multiple instances of teammates from the very beginning of the season, all the way to the last race, basically not helping each other out and, or even doing the opposite of not helping each other out and really not helping each other out. But uh, yeah, man, just that, that to me was shocking where Max was like, you will not ask me this again. And it's, you wonder Checo just signed a contract extension and we've seen with Daniel Ricardo and before, like he left that team because he saw what Max was going to be. And it's like, Max is almost turning into this villain of, of sorts. Like he refused to talk to sky sports the last two weeks because of a comment that, that Ted Kravitz made. And I don't remember what the comment was, but it's like, you know, the whole Netflix drive to survive. He's like not really wanting to participate in it. And it's like, man, he, you're the biggest star on the biggest worldwide platform in racing. And he's all, it's like, he wants to be a villain, which we've seen plenty of guys do that. I mean, you go back to the Dale Earnhardt's of, of the NASCAR day. We see that there as well, but it's an interesting uh, thing, an interesting way that it's seemingly going, I guess. Uh, well, and then that wasn't the only teammates to feud on that. The Alpine guys were getting into it too with Fernando Alonso, uh, not necessarily thrilled about Esteban Ocon's uh, behavior on the track. And I don't, what not during the race, right? It was during one of the. Yeah, that, I think that was during the sprint, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was during uh, the sprint. Yeah. 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 And I believe both those guys are not coming back to that team. So maybe they're just fed up with each other. I, I don't know what the deal was there. But yeah, it was a whole weekend of, of just teammates not getting along and, and i guess been a long hard season things are grinding out and now you know you're to the point of fuck you i guess huh <laughs> uh, you know it's that it's where you know that the end is near right and you know yeah. that because there's there's a, something to be said and it's like long drills for us and and there's like points in that where you know that the end is coming and you're just so ready and you're so tired of everybody that literally all you want to do is just get to the end of this you can and, see the finish line, and oh, you're like, just, just got to get there. Just got to get there. And that's it. I hate uh, you. I hate you. I hate you. I'm going to love you in a little while, but I hate you right now because we've been together yeah, for exactly. far too long. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, well, and on that point, too, I mean, it's going to make it interesting. So so coming into this race here now at Abu Dhabi, obviously the championship already decided Max Verstappen wins. Uh, but the race for second place now, Shaw Leclerc, Checo Perez are tied now after the antics of of last week. It's it's a tie going in. Now Leclerc holds the tiebreaker because he's got more wins. Um, so he's listed above Checo. But basically, if one of them finishes in the top 10, whoever finishes better is going to be the one that finishes second. That's a huge difference in obviously, you know, if Red Bull can sweep first and second to get the constructors championship, like that's a big deal. There's payouts, there's the prestige of finishing second and all of that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, now we've just had these teammates spatting the week before. And now one week later, there's not even any, you know, a break. Sometimes we have multiple weeks before your races. One week later, you're turning around. It's the last race. How is that going to, you know, play out if it gets to a point where Max and Checo are racing and, and you know, Checo needs that spot to go catch Leclerc or 
something like or to, to keep himself away from Leclerc or something like that like are they going to work together or is Max just going to be a dick about it I mean and you know and it's like I, I don't see him giving up anything so that's going to be uh, another interesting storyline to watch you know at Abu Dhabi this weekend obviously because yeah the, the championship is wrapped up we know that Max won that weeks ago but still the battle for second place you know means something to these guys and to these teams as well and uh it's going to be interesting to to see how that all shakes out if it gets to a point where it comes into play i guess and it's a long flight back across the atlantic i mean that's that's really all there is to it they they spent some time out here now they're going back out there it, uh, i mean I, I like i said <laughs> we are in for a treat this weekend as we watch abu dhabi take place um all right well let's talk about abu dhabi uh, once we come back from the break, we'll set up the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, the finale of the F1 season. And then, of course, in the final stage, we'll set up all of our bets. But before we do, let me ask you, folks, you ready to win some money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Bring in the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During that WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. You want great odds, promos, payouts? It's all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. You ready to play? Sign up today. Receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. So much to choose from and all you got to do, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions winbet.com. Must be 21 or older. Present state or playthrough. Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. To Abu Dhabi we go for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. This one is a just a little over three miles. 3.2814612 uh, mile course over there in Abu Dhabi. Uh, I will say one thing that when you look at this track, it's got a uh, it's got a couple of big decent straightaways, but it's a lot of precision as you go through a lot of these S turns and a couple of pretty big uh, hairpin turns. And then obviously the, the DRS zones going into those straightaways, but this is a very technical track too, to end the season on. And we saw Brazil last week, eat up some folks. And I, I don't know. I mean, and you look at the past races here at Abu Dhabi, there's been a lot of DNFs uh, up and down the board. Maybe not so much last year, but the year before that, there was like five cars that were out of it the year before that, a couple. And so, um, obviously this is, this is that race that everybody comes to and, you know, lays it all out cause there's nothing left. So you either wreckers or checkers as, as Cody likes to say in the NASCAR gambling podcast. So, uh, I mean, a lot of technical aspects to this race, but again, you know, it, it's a, it's a little over three miles. So it's a pretty decently long course. Yeah. There's yeah multiple, very, very long straightaways. So you're going to get the speed. You're going to have DRS, uh, near some of those sections and uh you know chances for those long runs but then like you said i mean you get down into turn basically 10 through 16 and it is very very tight precision turns very quick uh and that that's going to be what challenges these drivers the most so uh yeah should be a good race i'm excited sebastian vettel's final race uh the 35 year old of course retiring after the season 
He's got 57 career polls, 53 career wins, 69 nice podiums <laughs> in addition to those wins uh, over his 16-season career. So, uh, man, what a, what a career it's been for Vettel. Um, and he's, you know, he's hanging it up after this one. So one, one final time for Sebastian Vettel, we get to see him go out and, and compete this weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you one guess, Cody, as to who has the fastest lap, uh, on this, on this racetrack. I'm going to have to say I did cheat because it involves in one of my bets later, but uh, no surprise. Max Verstappen does have it. He said it last year. (laughs) Indeed. They've been racing here since 2009. This is a 58-lap race. Not a whole lot of laps around this track, given what we saw last week. Was it 71 last week in Brazil? That was was a short track. Uh, Which, by the way, the sprint race was fun. I liked that one. That was my first time watching a sprint race in F1, I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, those are always a good time. And yeah, this one was really good. I mean, then you had, you know, Ke- Kevin Magnuson, shout out to him, getting his first career pole, um, you know, starting on the pole in that in that sprint race, um, which was amazing to see out of the Haas cars. Uh, but yeah, a lot of excitement there. And uh, that was another good one. I felt bad for I, uh, Man, something, uh, something I brought up in the Discord too. I wish it was so nice. Like they had the safety car, lap 53, where they bunch up the field. And you get to see these guys kind of race it out again. And I'm not saying go overkill like NASCAR does because sometimes NASCAR overkills it on restarts and stuff. But I wish that on these the virtual safety cars and some of these local cautions and stuff, like bunch the field back up and make these guys race each other a little more. Like I would love to see that. It just sometimes it does get so strung out. And I know George still led. I think he led every lap. Well, I saw there was some pit cycling, but. I mean, during when there wasn't pit cycling, he was up front the whole time. But, but still, it gave you an opportunity for somebody else to catch him and some other exciting passes. I, I wish they would maybe adapt uh, somewhere in the middle. Not you don't have to go quite as far as NASCAR does because that that gets ridiculous a lot. But I like when they bunch him up and make him race again in the middle of the race. However, they can stand to shorten the length of the safety cars because I feel like it was like five laps or maybe it's just because it's a long track and it takes a while to get around. But I feel like even on NASCAR road courses, we're not going that long under caution. If it's yeah. a full course, it, d- it does seem like sometimes it's, it's ridiculously long and it's almost for no reason. I mean, there's no commercial breaks or anything. So it's not, I mean, get the cars picked up and I understand sometimes these cars get shattered into a million pieces. They're fiberglass everywhere when they barely bump, but but still, man, yeah, I don't. They need to figure something out there. They sure do. Uh, all right, so it is the course on Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. Uh, it is a new tourist destor- destination, by the way. Uh, that includes the track. So, like I said, the first one was in 2009. That was its debut. Uh, Sebastian Vettel won, and uh, back then he was in Red Bull equipment with his teammate Mark Webber. And then they had already crowned their champion, Jensen Button. So, uh, again, this was a, an all-time name. An all-time <laughs> name. <laughs> but, again, this is the final uh, race of the, of the circuit, and it has been uh, for the last several years now. So, again, you know that they're going to lay it all out there. Obviously, we just talked about it. There's really not much on the line as far as championships are, are concerned. Uh, just second place and, and some of those other. But, I mean, there's a pretty big difference in, in cash payouts between all of these places inside the top 10. So I can understand why the battle is going to be on for all of these. So, um, God, we're in for it, man. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's all, it's all through the field. I don't have the list in front of me, but there's multiple constructor uh, teams that, that, you know, can move up and down multiple spots and that's millions and millions of dollars worth of uh, when that happens. And, you know, so there's going to be battles throughout the field. There's going to be strategy trying to get more points, trying to move up positions and stuff. I think the main focus obviously will be on second place in the points, depending on how close those two guys are battling. But there's plenty of storylines throughout the field. There will be tons to watch, but tons to bet on as well. So uh, let's go ahead and do that. Let's take a step away. And when we come back, we'll start laying out our bets for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix to close out the Formula One season. But from one world sport to another, let's talk about the World Cup because we're brought to you by the SGPN World Cup Free Roll. $250 cash and $250 gift card is going to the winner of that contest. Enter today exclusively on the SGPN app. And make sure to check out all of our World Cup content on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Speaking of that merch store, get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. Go buy yourself an F1 Gambling Podcast coffee mug, hat, t-shirt, hoodie, uh, socks, I don't care, whatever it is, rep the F1 Gambling Podcast and the NASCAR Gambling Podcast for that matter, and I guess everything else that's on the SGPN as well, but mainly us. Uh, and definitely find yourself a nice gift. And SGPN gear is also the perfect stocking stuffer for the DGEN in your life, even if that DGEN is you. I know personally that there is a fantastic sweater on the SGPN merch store right now. I'm not going to call it an ugly sweater. You may want to classify it as an ugly sweater if it's not your uh, your brand of, of brand, but it's a beautiful sweater to us. It's got Let It Ride emblazoned on it with the SGPN logo. Uh, you can wear it to that office party, and if they say it's ugly, you just tell them up yours. We're, uh, we, we're rep the SGPN in this world, uh, but make sure you pick that up on the merch store. Plus, from now until Thanksgiving, get 10% off when you use that promo code DALLASSUCKS. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com promo code Dallas sucks not you Dallas that's uh, in the uh, discord we love you very very much my friend uh, we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys as you <laughs> well know Dallas. yeah different <laughs> Dallas um, all right to Abu Dhabi and to our bets first let me ask you uh, what the hell man why do they save all these other crazy bets for the very last race, uh, I found so many more different odds this time than we have all season long. They couldn't yeah, roll these out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, ugh, maybe you know, maybe they're just trying stuff out for next season. We're gonna have all this stuff. That's the hope, obviously. But yeah, there is a lot more options this week, seemingly, than in previous races, which we're definitely not complaining about. That's great. Uh, love to see it. But uh, yeah. Very strange. Yeah, indeed. I'm I did want to toss out there too. I know we don't have a full recap since we missed the show last week, but two, 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 or last show two races ago, I did give out George Russell plus eight hundred fast slap, which whew, by the skin of my teeth, he got on the last lap. Uh, I believe he pitted for tires and, and actually uh, set that set that lap. So that was that was a nice one to hit. Felt good. That's what I love um, about these these drivers though too. Sometimes in these teams, they're like, you know what, we're not going to win the race. But we know we get points for fastest laps. Let's just throw on a fresh pair of soft tires, send you out there for that lap, and go clock that fast lap. Because yeah, what do we get George on before the race? Plus eight hundred. Yeah, let's make sure we uh, <laughs> make sure we get that fastest lap in the books. How about that? <laughs> I will say too before we get into the bets, 
they have taken off the fastest pit stop. So you can no longer bet on the fastest pit stop on where we normally get they out on the rod. Didn't they? Ah. Somebody started listening to the show. Oh, damn. damn sharps are all over this. We're losing money. <laughs> Pull it. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Well, I'm going to start off with the qualifying bet, Uh, and I'm going to go qualifying winner without the big three. So Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, uh, so the, the top driver besides those guys. And I'm gonna go with McLaren plus 165. Uh, looking back through it, the last three races, at least, uh, they have not been the top guy, but in Brazil, K mag obviously was first, but Lando was the fourth fastest qualifier in Mexico. Uh, actually it was Lando in Mexico. He was the, the fastest of, no, he was eighth and Valerie Bottas was, uh, six. So again, the second, of the guys that wasn't the fastest. And then um, in the U S grand prix, it was uh stroll in seventh and Lando in eighth. So three races in a row, it's been somebody else, but Lando right there as the next fastest guy, but in none of those races was it the same car. So to me, that shows the consistency of how fast Lando is three in a row of getting the second fastest of the non big three teams, right? He's due plus one sixty five. I like those odds. Um, so I'm going to go with that on Lando. He's been running really well lately. He's been fast, showing the speed. Obviously, the speed's been there in qualifying. I mean, fourth place last week, we'd be talking big time about that if, if it wasn't for Magnuson obviously getting the fastest because that that kind of uh, overshadowed him a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with and, – and you get Daniel Ricciardo in this as well because you have the McLaren side of things. Um, so he covers you as well in case he, he pulls a rabbit out of his hat and uh, sounds like, I don't have not seen anything official, but he might be the Red Bull uh, relief driver for next year. Uh, if they are needing someone, obviously he's talked about taking 2023 off, uh, maybe looking at some other racing opportunities and stuff, but be an interesting reunion if he was the reserve driver for Red Bull. And it makes sense. I mean, obviously it's a place he's familiar. So might as well, if you're going to take some time off, you might want to hang out in a, in a garage that you yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, I, I'm familiar <laughs> out with the big dogs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, speaking of big dogs, I'm going to look this. This next bet has very little actual, like, quantifiable stats behind it because uh, if you look back through the, all the practice reports, Red Bull's always fast, right? They they come out of the gate, they come fast, and Russell has not necessarily always been within the top ten or so in practice, and and for really a lot of the season, Mercedes hasn't even been one of the faster teams in practices as well. So really why I'm taking George Russell over Checo in practice one, uh, first of all, I like the plus 110 side of this, but we talked about it a, a couple of segments ago. Sometimes when you crack that seal, sometimes when you find success, it just breeds success and confidence. And to get your first win in a Grand Prix uh, again, that just that really just makes you believe that you can run up front. So whatever it is that Mercedes has found over the last few weeks, I think Russell's drinking that. I know obviously Lewis is too, but um, for whatever reason, Russell found the right combination last week to make it stick. I feel like Mercedes knows now that they've got something in him, at least for the guys. I I, I saw I watched the after race. Um, uh, reporting to and, and after race interviews and and the Mercedes I don't know it was the principal but it was one of the guys from Mercedes he was like they asked him they said well do you have anything for Red Bull and they were like yeah we do we we know now we have something for Red Bull and granted we only have one race left in the season 
But I mean, that's that's plenty uh, enough for me to know that they want to go after him. They're not ready to just lay down for the rest of the season. They want to go after him. So I think that starts in practice, and I think that's uh, giving Russell and and Lewis a, a fantastic fast car right out of the gate to try to get good in practice so they can make the adjustments later. So that you know, and maybe Perez is going to push it a little more, knowing he's got to do well. Maybe he's still pissed off from from last week. Maybe he throttles back. I mean, I don't think he's going to throttle back, but you never know, right? I mean, these guys, they're, they they run hot-blooded, and they remember. So uh, all of that stuff, it, it, like I said, you can't necessarily go back through the stats and point out why, but this is one of those gut bets for me, and I'm taking George Russell over Checo at plus 110 in practice one. Yeah, I love it, and momentum in racing is a real thing. We see it in all forms of racing and motorsports. Momentum is a huge thing to have on your side. Russell has it more than anybody right now coming off the first win. Uh, they've obviously Mercedes has hit on something lately. You, you know, you talk about how they maybe have something for Red Bull and they, they have shown that the last few weeks they're finding speed. They're getting speed somewhere. They're going to keep trying that stuff out in practice because yeah, obviously it's too late this year, but 2023 right around the corner. You want to hit the ground running with that. Um, and so, yeah, I like this one. Gut bets are, are really good sometimes. And, uh, sometimes that's just the way you got to go. So do it. Indeed. Uh, all right. What do we got next for you, my friend? Next up for me, winning margin over 10 seconds plus 150. I really like this bet, especially when I get to my winner. Uh, I'm going to make the case for him just kind of running away with this thing. Um, and yeah, plus 150. It's hit two of the last four races. When Max Verstappen especially wins races, a lot of the times it is by quite a bit. He won by 15 seconds at Mexico, 27 seconds in Japan. Um, so you know, he, when he runs away with it, spoiler alert for who I might be picking here in a few. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, it, uh, I, it's going to be the max show again. I'm going to talk about that in a minute when we get to that bet, but, um, but yeah, he, he, he's just checked out of so many of these races and we've seen it even last week. I mean, it almost doesn't matter who it is. Once somebody gets up there and starts running away, same thing with George Russell, he had a pretty good size lead built up. There was the late safety car. And so so he ended up not winning by as much as he would have, but you know, I'd have to go back and look and see what the difference was when the safety car came out, but he, he had a pretty healthy lead at that point. I want to say nine, 10 seconds. So 15 seconds would not have been hard for him to do. Had there not been the late safety car, of course, that's always a risk you're going to take, but over 10 seconds, you're getting at plus 150. It's hit two of the last four races. I say it's going to hit again this weekend. Well, we did have that one get eaten up by a safety car too a while back as well. Yep, so yep. We've been, that has cost us a few times, but that also goes to show if there's not if you don't get unlucky with a safety car, they've got these leads built up. Yeah. So yeah, and and again, Russell did have a, a very sizable lead. So I, I definitely think if everything would have stayed the way it was, we'd have gotten that as well. So I like that. Um, all right, I'm going to go and set the fastest race speed. Look, I, I know that we talked about Russell having and, and putting on tires and, and going out and taking that fast lap, but it's Red Bull's world. I mean, it has been all season long. And when it's not Russell and, and all of a sudden Yuki Sonoda jumping out once and taking a fast lap, um, it's been Red Bull. And it's been normally Perez and Verstappen, obviously, a lot. But Perez has jumped up there a few times, too. So why do I think that they're going to set the fastest race speed? Well, I think they need a fast lap for points obviously and if you can get uh Perez 
a fast lap out there somewhere. I mean, again, we, we talked about the strategy. Just slap on those softs and the last lap or the last two laps, go out and set that fastest lap with those with those soft tires. I, I know that, you know, uh, Russell would probably end up trying to do it too. But again, if Russell's in the lead, if, if Hamilton's in the lead, you don't take that chance. If Checo's fourth, if Checo's third, if Checo's fifth, then, then you know, that tells me that they're probably going to try to do something to get him more points and, and set that fastest lap. So, I like uh, him to, to be able to do that. And at plus 275, that's pretty good odds for a Red Bull to set the fastest race speed of the race because, again, I mean, week after week, it's it's Red Bull's world and everybody else is just trying to catch up. Granted, we've seen a lot more people catch up over the last couple of weeks, but this is, of course, the last race. There is a lot on the line for everybody not named Max Verstappen and, and the Red Bull team in general. But, you know, if you want to go out and assert dominance... Be the fastest car on the track, right? Send a message to the rest of the the F1 community heading into the offseason. We are still the boss. We had a slip up last week, but, you know, I I own you, F1. Yeah, love it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, again, betting against Red Bull, not not usually advised. You you just got to roll with it. And and plus 275, I'll go with you there. Uh, Next up for me, safety car. Yes, it's minus 225. Again, lay the juice. Nine of the last ten races, we've had a safety car. I, if you need any more than that, I don't know what to tell you. You talked about it earlier. Been a lot of DNFs in this track in the past. Um, I don't remember for sure if we had a safety car last year or not. Uh, well, yeah, we did because that affected the championship at the end there, right? So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, safety car for me. This is a no-brainer. And again, nine of the last ten races – some races we've seen this priced as high as minus 700, minus 900. So getting it at minus 225, well, that's not super sexy. But again, you only lay the juice if you lose. And it just, it seems like such a sure thing in the way that these guys have been racing each other lately. We saw it lap one last week. Max and Lewis got into it. Uh, K-Mag and Ricardo got into it. I think that was lap one as well. I mean, just absolute chaos right off the bat. and. To me, this is just a no-brainer bet with as much as it's been happening lately. These guys are at their wits' end. We're finally here. They can literally see the finish line on the season. Just want to get there. They're getting out all their frustrations. And so, yeah, safety car for me, minus 225. But again, worth laying the juice easily here. I mean, just look at some of those turns. That that first hairpin turn uh, going into the, the, the second DRS zone is just brutal or actually coming out of the first drs zone it's just brutal that the end of that speed trap it's just i don't know how and then getting back into that long straightaway there's a a pretty big turn as well so yeah i don't know how you don't get a safety car on this track I, i you know i know these guys are the the most skilled drivers in the world uh you know according to them and to a lot of people but uh yeah that kind of of hairpin turn trying to to pass and trying to overtake is just yeah, that, that breeds that breeds some serious speed, and and yeah, I, I like you on the safety car as well. Um, but again, you only pay the juice if you lose, so I don't think we're going to lose on this one, so you might as well lay it. Uh, all right, I'm going to take my next bet to the podium, and I'm going to say that uh, Charles Leclerc and Lewis Hamilton both finish on the podium. This is at plus 225. 
I really do like the value on this one. Um, I like it because I'll talk about Hamilton in a second, but Leclerc had five podiums in a row. Let's not forget uh, before we head we headed into um, Mexico. So it's only been the last couple of weeks that he found himself off of the podium. And, you know, Leclerc last week was already begging for everything to go right, and, and he wanted he wanted some uh, special favor and, and everything like that, and obviously Ferrari wasn't paying attention, but he's not going to want to leave it to chance this week. Obviously, he wants to go after, he's, he's hungry for points, he knows his position, he knows what he's got to do to get out there. Again, like I said, he had five podium finishes before, before Mexico, so he got knocked off uh, in that race in Mexico, by a Hamilton for stopping in Perez, but I think he can find his way back up there. And uh, like I said, I think last week left a very sour taste in his mouth, uh, and he doesn't want to have the have have his fate in the team's hands again. He's a good enough driver to get it done, uh, and and I think that he's just going to find his way back onto the podium one more time. And like I said, I'll make my case for Hamilton here in a second. But uh, as far as Leclerc on the podium. I think he's going to get back up there after a couple of races for not. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's pissed, man. I think he's very, very pissed off after last week, like everybody else. Yeah, agreed. And, and like, I think that's the, the best point you you just made was he doesn't want to leave it in the team's hands. He doesn't want to have to get to a point where he needs help to get around. You know, he needs science to do something or, or whatever, where he has to ask Ferrari for help to get that last point he needs or, or whatever to to beat Checo. He he wants to just do it himself. He's one of the most talented drivers in the field. We all know that and he is a very very good driver and when they don't make mistakes and they don't have issues, he generally is up front in the mix. I see that easily happening. Lewis, we just talked about all the speed they've had. Maybe he has something he wants to give this track this weekend, right? A little revenge angle from last year was on the verge of that 8th championship. Kind of got screwed out of that, obviously. We all know that story. But uh, I think he's going to bring his best this week as well. And I think Mercedes is going to be fast. So getting both these guys, getting it at plus money like that, um, I, I think this is a great bet, and I back you. Uh, leading the podium for me and winning is Max Verstappen plus 130. Are you kidding me? This is like getting a 10 to 1 on, you know, in NASCAR on a favorite. It's like, oh, my goodness, this, this – plus money on Max Verstappen to win. We know that he's the fastest car out there. He's the best car out there. He probably screwed himself, you know, this past week. Was it lap? Was it where they were what, not even five laps into the race where he got a little aggressive, got into it with Hamilton, you know, messed up his front wing, had to get a change and just wasn't able to recover from there. But had he been up front, had he started out front, he probably would have run away with it like he does every time. I like the 10 second over 10 second win winning margin, because I think that max is going to start up front. I think max is going to win this race. I think he's going to be running away with it. Like we've seen, we've seen it week in and week out. Why does he go from two, you know, last week being minus two fifty, he doesn't win a race because he has early trouble. gets kind of caught up and he still didn't have a bad finish. I mean, he was what seventh or eighth there at the end, despite the wing change and all this other stuff going on. Uh, and so to me, he wants to come out. Everybody's talking bad about him because he didn't work with his teammate. He's going to come out and show everybody, I don't need no teammate. I'm the best there is. And I've had the best season literally in F1 history. He has the record for most wins. You set a record like that. Why not you know, another win on there? 
make it even harder for the next guy to ever get close to. Um, so I think it's the max show. And it, to me, a plus 130, as crazy as it sounds to say that's massive value, I think it is. And once he comes out in practice and he's fast, once he comes out in qualifying and he starts up front, you're not going to get this for Max. If if he starts in the top three or four again this week, like he does most weeks, he's going to be back to minus odds. So get this early in the week, plus 130. You can sprinkle some long shots as well. I'm going to take Shaw Leclerc, the guy you just talked about, 10 to 1. For all the reasons we just talked about, I feel like he's got a chance to do the same thing. Say, fuck you guys. I'm still one of the better cars out here. I'll go get second on my own. And if Max doesn't run away with this race, maybe Shaw's the one who does it at 10 to 1. So he's going to be my long shot sprinkle. But, man, I'm putting a lot on Max at plus 130. It's just so much value for the odds we've been getting him at. And nothing really has changed. I mean, what's changed in the last two weeks that other than he had one not great finish? That's it. And so, yeah, give me Max one third plus 130 all day, and then Shaw Leclerc 10 to 1, a little sprinkle there. Uh, in case Max has an issue again, obviously, we've seen he's not completely bulletproof. He showed it last week, um, and, and so that that kind of gives you that insurance policy. You want proof that plus 130 is value. Go back and listen to a couple of the episodes earlier on and listen to the odds that we were giving out for, for Max for stopping, and you'll see exactly why. Because even when I saw plus 130, I saw plus 150 on a – on another uh, book out earlier. Shop around. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, whoo, what? We're giving yeah, plus 150 that's, for max? That's a, yeah, and I mean, yeah, we saw plus 270. I mean, there were points after qualifying and stuff where he's min- or pl- minus 270. There were points after qualifying where he'd be minus 300, and it's like, whew, that, that's, a, I mean, on something like a safety car, I don't mind laying some juice like that, but to just flat out win base, it's like, but you go pack and you calculate it up through the season, you probably would have been profitable just betting him at that every week. So getting him at plus 130, like, I can't run to the window fast enough. <laughs> Cash that ticket. Uh, all right. Well, if if Max does not get anywhere near the, the front this time, and if Shaw does not get there either but still finishes on the podium, uh, I already said that Hamilton was going to finish on the podium, but I also have him. Uh, and I found this combo that I like. Uh, I didn't want to just give him as an outright because I felt like this was a better value for him. And that's uh, uh, Lewis Hamilton to have the fastest qualifier and win the race at plus 850. Uh, we talked about the fact that Mercedes has actually found some sort of speed. They they started 1-2 in, uh, in Brazil last week. They started in the front row, uh, did Hamilton and Russell. And, and again, I, I really do feel like, though, if he and Max hadn't gotten together in that race, Hamilton would have had a little more for Russell there at the end, especially because I just, I feel like that, that really took away from Hamilton's ability to, to bring anything to that race because we saw that the wing got clipped. We saw, you know, there was just so much happening in that first couple of of seconds worth of racing that, that set the tone for the rest of it. We didn't get to see exactly what Hamilton was going to bring to the table for the rest of that race. I feel like we just got cheated out of a really, really good race out of Hamilton. And still, he came up second place. Uh, So, again, I'm not sure that Hamilton wouldn't have been the Mercedes at the top of the podium by the end of that race. So, if we're kind of going uh, with the same sort of mentality, I, I really do truly believe that Mercedes has brought some stuff to the table for the last 
few ra- uh, few races, and especially this one in general. So I'm anxious to see what they're going to do in qualifying. I'm anxious to see the strategy they'll play uh, as far as how to get them back into the front row. And, and, and I think Hamilton has a better shot than most, uh, obviously outside of maybe Leclerc and Max and uh, even Russell for that matter. But I, I think out of those guys, Hamilton uh, still wants to prove something. I think he, he was fine watching his teammate win last week, but I really truly believe that he wished it would have been him. Uh, and you heard of some of his radio chatter too, kind of the same type of thing. He was like, yeah, congrats on Mercedes, congrats to the team, but you heard it in his voice that he really wished that would have been him instead. So um, I like him to get the fastest qualifying, and I like him to win. So put them together at plus 850. A uh, little eight and a half to one odds are, are, are perfect for this type of a bet. Yeah, I love this. And, and obviously all the points you just made, we've talked the whole show about how fast they've been, what they figured out lately. You look at the odds, you got Max as the favorite. Lewis is second at plus 260. So you're not getting a ton of value. It's funny because it's the opposite. You're not getting a ton of value for a guy that hasn't won all season at only plus 260. But you parlay it in here with the fastest qualifier, which we've seen them be fast in practice. We've seen them be fast in qualifying. He can easily do that. You jump on those odds up to make it where it is well worth it at plus 850. So again, at only plus 260, the books feel like he's going to be somebody to, and the fact that Max is plus odds at all means that they're not so certain certain that it is just going to be the Max show and that maybe Lewis has a chance at this. So yeah, getting both those, getting the odds where you're getting them. I love this one as well. All right. Get out your pen and paper. We are going to go over this weekend's bets for the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Again, keep your eyes open because if you're, if this is your first time, uh, by the way, welcome. Uh, crazy that this is your first time, but I'm glad that you're joining us. Uh, we relate to the game, and you guys relate too, but you still get one more to enjoy before it's all said and done. Practice hey, begins. It's a fast-growing sport. It is too. Uh, practice begins, well, with Vegas coming next year. Whew. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, they already did the kickoff too for that one, so uh, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Practice starts on Friday, by the way, and runs into Saturday. Qualifying is then as well, and then, of course, Sunday is the race. Uh, so make sure you check your local listings for the times, set your DVR, then you don't even have to worry about it, especially for practice and qualifying. Uh, if you don't mind watching the race live or, or you want to watch race live and you don't mind watching everything else on tape like me, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of waking up too early. I just want to catch it later. I don't know how you do it. I, I really don't. <laughs> Again, man, I dodge spoilers and just watch it when I, when I can. I don't know how you dodge this. I guess you just don't touch your phone, but. I'm on my phone too much for me to dodge any spoilers. <laughs> I, I'm behind this microphone, dude. I don't have any time to be on my phone. What are you talking about? Uh, all right, let's uh, let's wrap up the rate or the the bets for you. Cody started you out with the qualifying winner without those big three, mind you: Red Bull, Ferrari, and Mercedes at McLaren at plus one sixty five. Uh, which definitely is good, and I like that bet as well. I gave you George Russell over Checo Perez in practice number one at plus 110. Cody followed that up with the winning margin of the race over 10 seconds at plus 150. I told you that Red Bull was going to set the fastest race speed at plus 275. Cody is saying that there's going to be a safety car. Yes, indeed, minus 225. I say that Charles Leclerc and uh, Lewis Hamilton will both finish on the podium at plus 225. Cody seems to believe that Max Verstappen is going to uh, say, screw the world, I'm going to win this race, 
And not only is he going to win it by 10 seconds, but I think he's already won. Uh, we're just a little bit behind. At plus 130. Then he also followed up with Charles Leclerc at plus 1,000 just in case Max does not end up winning. And then I said Lewis Hamilton would not just win the race, but also be the fastest qualifier. Both of those together give you a plus 850. That is offered all as one bet as well. So, uh, again, it is Abu Dhabi. It is the last race of the F1 season as we finish things off here. Obviously, we won't go away. We'll be back again next week to wrap up, uh, the, recap the race, and, and talk to you about some of the futures that we're starting to see as well uh, pop up in this. Right, Cody? Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, we've seen it already with NASCAR. Their season ended. We very quickly got odds for next season. There's already been odds out for Vegas next year already. I'm sure we'll get championship odds and other futures right away. Obviously, we'll come back and recap next year. Plenty of news and notes and silly season stuff to touch on. So no reason for us to go anywhere. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be here and uh, just counting down the days till uh, till next season. Indeed. All right, Cody, as we wrap things up, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yes, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeeb. Find all my work there. I'll have an F1 DFS article out uh, later this week, um, highlighting some of the drivers to, to maybe keep an eye on. Spoiler alert, of course, we might have talked about a few of those today, but uh, to look at from a DFS article, it F1 is is one of the tougher DFS things to play though, of all the sports, just because obviously there's some guys are so dominant like Max is, but you look at a week like last week and it was good to fade him, which is kind of what I talked about in my article a little bit, and there's only so many, I mean, there's only 20 drivers. So it's a very compact field when you, when you're building, I think it's five, five drivers and a captain in there every week. And, and you spend big on some of the salary. You got to start digging towards the bottom. So it's a fun thing to play. And, and we do a, a weekly game, just $5 uh, on, on the DK there uh, that we share in the discord. So make sure you're in the discord. We've been getting a ton of guys uh, joining that and having fun with us there. So that's always a good time. So yeah, definitely check that out. Follow the show on Twitter as well at F1 gambling podcast or F1 gambling pod. I think it is. Yeah. If you want an F1 DFS specific show, it may behoove you to reach out to the bosses at sports gambling podcast and let them know we want DFS episode as well. I'm just saying Looking at 2023 stuff already. So it doesn't hurt to, to tell somebody you want what you want. <clears throat> Christmas present to you. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in my bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, or whether it's a sports book review, whether it's in between media, it's all right there for you. Click that link in the bio. Take you right to it. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the final race of the formula one season. Enjoy Abu Dhabi. We'll be back next week to talk all about it. And until next time, Let's go racing and let it ride.